All right, what's up, guys? Episode 41 of Catching a Buzz, 041. Today is Wednesday, March 19th, the day before the first game, first two games of the NCAA tournament. Uh, um, Phil? Yeah. It is March 17th. Oh, I read it wrong on my computer. What did I say? 19th. Ah, you know, it's this. it's the 17th. I don't know why I said 19th, but tomorrow we have NCAA tournament games, which is super exciting. Every if you're not pumped up about this, what the fuck do you get happy about? Like, really? Yeah, no, like if you're not looking forward to this more than probably anything over the past full year, <laughs> maybe other than like the start of football season, I don't yeah, know what you do for off. fun. I don't think you and I would get along because what would we talk about? Yeah. Um, we're going to get to that stuff um, towards the end. We got a big section, um, big time frame built out for that. Um, but we'll get into hockey first. Uh, if you want to lead it off, because none of us are doing too hot right now in the NHL scene. No, no. So the Blackhawks uh, cooled off a little bit, which, you know, I think I kind of prefaced whenever we last recorded that that was probably to be expected. Yeah. Um, you know, didn't think that uh, we'd stay as hot as they were doing. Uh, dropped back to fourth in the standings, you know, 30 games played, got 33 points, quite a bit back off the top three, uh, the Lightning Panthers and Hurricanes. But you know what? I'm happy with, you know, what has happened. Uh, I'll take it. couple losses to the Panthers. Uh, we stole... Well, I guess our next games against the Lightning start. Stole one from the Lightning, you know, split the stars. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Um, on a more depressing note, uh, the Preds are just bad. I, I wrote in our notes today, um, and I've said this the past couple of weeks, I think, that we've recorded. It's, it's rebuild time. It's now. Unless this team really changes that much when it comes to Having fans in the stands, I don't think it will. This team cannot win. They are 12, 16, and 1. We got our first overtime loss out of the way, which is nice because we actually get a points for those instead of just losing them in the regular time. Um, but, yeah, we are second to last in the standings. We got passed by Dallas this week, um, and they played four fewer games than us, so that's fun. Our goal differential is minus 26. I mean, and we're not playing that terribly. Oof. We're playing, we were four or five and one in the last 10. And so is Whitey's team. But last time we talked, we were still 14 points back of Whitey's team and it hasn't, nothing's changed. So it's, it's a big struggle. I don't know. I mean, I've never really been in that situation, like as a fan where it's like, all right, time to rebuild, I guess the Bucks, but like, I wasn't even a big Bucks fan until like we started the future is now when Giannis first got drafted. Um, so it wasn't like, I've never had to go through recognizing that we have a terrible team now, even though they were good in the past, you know, it's, it's weird. It's a weird feeling to have, but um, I guess this is what Philly fans have held for the past fucking 10 years. Rebuild now. Yeah. Blow it all up. Try again <laughs> next year. And uh, for the next, well, not sure next year you're going to solve anything, yeah, but two no, years from now. Yeah, they got to start losing games. Um, I wish they would have lost more games last year and we would have had a better chance at Lafreniere. Um, that didn't work out, but who knows? Ne the next said the kids got to be here in the next four years and, and we'll be ready for them with that number one pick. Ready to go. <laughs> um, a team that isn't going to have any first uh, number one picks for a while, the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, they're playing really well late as of late. Um, got 
uh, fuck, I'm blanking on it. Drew, we got Drew back, which was huge for us. Um, we've played well after the all-star break, although we are down a billion to Philly right now who are sitting at the top of the East. So that's fun. Philly fans are going to talk their shit, talk their shit until it gets to the playoffs when neither of us deliver in Boston goes on to the NBA finals. Um, did you see the trade today that Milwaukee just pulled off about 25 minutes ago? Yeah, I, I did see it. Um, I'll let you talk about it. Yeah. Um, so there's this guy named PJ Tucker. He played for Houston for the past, I don't know, eight years. Um, and he's been in some of them, them really good teams with James Harden and Russell Westbrook. Um, and he's been wanting out of Houston for a long time. Uh, well, I guess ever since James Harden left, uh, that's pretty much it. So um, he's been wanting a trade. He gets this trade with the Milwaukee Bucks. I didn't think they'd make a move for him because I don't think we needed him, but he's, he's going to have a nice, going to be a nice step piece. Um, Milwaukee trades away. DJ Augustine, DJ Wilson, a 2023 unprotected first round pick and a right to swap or Houston gets the right to swap our 2021 second rounder. Um, Milwaukee gets back PJ Tucker. Oh, I was going to look up his name before it started. Rodion's Crooks. <laughs> I think we've said his name before on this and it, it yeah, hasn't gotten probably any better. Butchered it just as bad then <laughs> as we did now. So a little update for you. Yeah. The Milwaukee Bucks did it change by a score of 88 to 84 over the Philadelphia 76ers. We scored like 32 points in the first half. Yeah. (laughs) All right. We are not getting our asses kicked by Philly. Um, And then to end out that trade, we get our 2022 first round pick back, which went to Houston in some form of trade earlier on. And I think it was last year's trade. Um, How do you feel about PJ Tucker being a, being a Milwaukee Buck? Uh, I'm excited for it. You know, I mean, anytime it, it just as a, as a general rule of thumb, it always feels better to be a buyer at any trade deadline than a seller. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably more excited that uh, the DJs are gone than I am to get <laughs> DJ. Uh, but yeah, I mean, in the NBA, if you're a good team, your, your draft picks don't mean a whole lot, but it is nice to get a, you know, 2022 first rounder back. Um, but yeah, overall, I think it's a solid trade of, you know, not, never been necessarily like a PJ Tucker Stan or anything like that, but he's a good player. I think he's going to help us a lot. Yeah. Um, I, I do like trading the two DJs for a PJ and, and a Karukas. Um, but I, I, there's, there's been a part of me for a long time. I think it's when James Harden was first down in Houston where I just really hated PJ Tucker. And now I can't hate him anymore. I mean, I guess I could still hate him, but he's, I, I don't know what it is about him. I have no idea. I have no reason to hate PJ Tucker, but I do. He has an insane shoe collection. I'll tell you that. I think he has like over a thousand pairs of shoes. So he's in the kick kicks game. Um, no idea if Karux is going to even be on the big league roster. He might get motioned down to the herd, but uh, he'll help. He'll help better than the two DJs have been. DJ Wilson should have been gone year three. It's I think it's year five for him now. He should have been gone in year three. DJ Augustine, Augustine, nice idea. Didn't play well. He, and he had a chance to play well when he was pretty much the starting point guard when uh, Drew Holiday was out and he didn't. So I don't know. DJ Augustine, DJ Wilson, see you later. I'm, I'm, I'm more excited for them leaving than I am getting PJ. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. Yeah. Um, more moves, actually, this time in NFL. You want to lead off NFL free agency? 
Yeah, so NFL free agency. A wild, off. a wild free agency so far, I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, it has been good, surprisingly good for the NFL. Uh, Packers made a move. It's not the move that Packer fans hope where we go and get somebody. Uh, we lost Corey Lindsley to, I believe, the Chargers. Yep, he's down there with Bramalaga, Iowa. Yeah, so they partnered back up. But the Packers signed Aaron Jones to a four-year, $48 million deal. Not a fan. Yeah, I mean, we uh, – like, I want to be like, oh, great move, go Goody, because, like, I love the Packers. But, like, we've been bashing big contracts to running backs since the inception of this podcast. Yeah, 100%. So like, That's I what don't our podcast really... is built on. I don't really think we can turn back. Now, what I will say to spin a positive on it, uh, we can after the first two years where we don't give up a whole lot of money, there is some pretty easy outs built into the contract. Um, and it's not, I'm just glad it's not like a four-year, you know, $64 million deal. Yeah. And I mean, $12 million ain't bad. Um, it's right. It's like, Lower first tier run, running back money, I guess you would call it. Cause I mean, top tier running backs are getting paid 15, 16, I feel like. And, and we're structuring his where, where we get him at 12 a year, not terrible. Um, but the one thing that bummed me out the most about this is when I saw this come across on my Twitter feed, I knew see you later, Jamal. And that made me really sad because they, they couldn't afford both of them. I thought they'd probably, I mean, it's smart to stick with Jones. He's put up more numbers, but I really – everyone loved Jamal. Jamal was the hardest player to hate in, the, in NFL history. He has to be. Yeah, he's definitely up there. What really hurt was the fact that he then went to Detroit. Yeah, I feel bad for him. He, Detroit yeah, like he's not going to win any games there. It's not a good city. Like He's going to get the juju treatment where he, where he dances before the games and then they start losing and it's all his fault. Mm-hmm. God, I really, really, I knew it wasn't going to happen most likely. I'd, I'd say probably I gave myself an 80, 80% chance that Jamal was gone, but it's just so sad to see it actually happen. And then um, I'm glad, I'm, I mean, I'm glad he's getting picked up by a team that should use him because he's good enough to play on that Lions team. Um, it'll be interesting to see how him and Swift work together. Obviously, Jamal, more, more of a third down back. Um, but I feel like, uh, Swift improved his catching ability last year. So we'll see how much um, usage Jamal actually gets. Well, and I mean, Swift only had one way, one way to go after his first game in the NFL drops yeah. a wide open game winning <laughs> touchdown. That was awesome. It like, <laughs> I mean, there's only one way to go. Yeah, for sure. What else, Whitey? Uh, yes, yeah, so just some other, I mean, you know, we're not going to regurgitate every single move that happened. Just kind of, you know, talk about the ones that are either relevant or interesting to us. Yeah. Uh, Trent Williams. Obviously, massive. I'm a big, uh, big offensive line guy. Huge. Signed a massive deal to stay with San Francisco. 138 million. What is it? Five or six years? I think six years. Yeah. He is uh, six six year, hundred and thirty eight million to stay in San Francisco. Uh, obviously, I'm sure Jimmy G's excited. Whatever running back they use in San Francisco is going to be excited. Uh, San Fran fans are probably excited. Overall, I think it's a good move. You can lock up one of the best tackles in the league for the foreseeable future, and you know, hopefully, stays healthy until then. 
Yeah, did you see uh, what David Bakhtiari tweeted? No. <laughs> David Bakhtiari tweeted something like, you you, you petty asshole or something as a joke because uh, Trent Williams is now getting paid $10,000 more than uh, Bakhtiari has a year to make him the highest paid offensive line. Oh, and then Deepak is, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Getting paid $10,000 more. Unlucky. And then uh, moving forward, we also have this one, I think, uh, not not a big move by any means, just something that I think is going to be kind of weird. A.J. Green goes to the Arizona Cardinals. I believe it's a one-year, $6 million deal. I think they're paying him nine, actually. Is it nine? Yeah, I think so. I think that's yeah, what I maybe I got, like, That's, well, it... that's going to be so weird not seeing him in them tiger stripes. Like, that is A.J. Green. Well, what also kind of bums me out about that is the fact that now it's kind of looking like like Larry Fitzgerald, Hall of Fame receiver, been very good for a very long time, but obviously hasn't been, you know, really, I don't want to say he, I don't want to say he's been irrelevant, but obviously hasn't been a big factor for the Cardinals for a few years now. Yeah. But like, it just sucks. And like, this probably means his time as a Cardinals over. So it's kind of like yeah. either, you know, retire or play for a different team, which would also suck. Yeah, I mean, honestly, at this point, if I'm an Arizona fan or really an NFL fan at that, um, I think <laughs> I think Larry Fitzgerald might have more in the tank than A.J. Green does with all of his injuries. Yeah, that, yeah like <laughs> that, that might be true. It's crazy to think that A.J. Green is going to be wearing red instead of orange. Um, Hunter Henry traded in his blue and gold for blue and red. Uh, he gets traded to New England. New England is paying everybody all of the money. I saw a Bill bunch Belichick of just said, Let's like, we have cap space, nobody else does. Let's overpay everybody. Yeah, it's awesome to see. Um, I a bunch of memes on Twitter this past week about oh, Bill Belichick gets his $1,400 time to pay everybody or whatever, but it is, I mean, like they are one of the teams that didn't have to struggle with the cap this year. So they just said, let's get who we want. And they've gotten pretty much everybody they want. They've loaded up on their offensive and defensive sides of the ball. They're, they're spending a lot of money. And the one thing they couldn't get was a quarterback. They re-signed um, Cam Newton. So we'll see how that goes. Maybe second year in Josh McDaniels, uh, new ish offense with cam newton having to run a lot of options and stuff who knows what's going to happen there i I mean you want to hear some of the Patriots signings yeah i mean they got mills from philly yeah so they got hunter henry three years 37 and a half million johnny smith four years for 50 million kendrick Bourne, three years 22 and a half they got aguilar they got matthew judon for four years 56 uh, they got Jalen Mills for $6 million a year. They got Devon Godshaw, two years, $16 million. They have signed, like, everybody. Every, like, every, every big name that isn't a big name, you know? Like, obviously, like, there's the top of the top when it comes to free agency. Corey Lindsley was one of them for offensive linemen this year. They signed everybody, like, right below that top of the top tier. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. I, I, it's weird to think that, like, I'm – rooting for the Patriots but like I want to see the Patriots do good after Tom Brady left as much as I like just because I think it's just because Tom Brady won a ship in his first year away from New England 
I'm, I'm kind of a Bill Belichick fan, I think. So I, I want to see them do well. Yeah, I actually kind of agree with that. Again, it's weird to say, but I kind of agree with that. Uh, probably for, if I had to guess, I'd say it's for the same reason. Like everybody's saying, oh, it was Tom the whole time. And like, I mean, I'm sure you also disagree with that, as do I. So I, I'd yeah. like to see him do well. Yeah, I, I, I want him to get a wild card spot. I don't want him to beat the Buffalo Bills in the East, but I'll, no, I'll give him a no. wild card spot. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be happy with that. <laughs> All right. Uh, up next, NASCAR. Um, I watched the race in Phoenix this week, Whitey, or this past week. Did you really? I actually did, and I realized that I fucking hate Phoenix. That racetrack is trash. Yeah, that, I mean, that's fair. Like, it's definitely <laughs> not a good one to pick it back up on. Uh, yeah. Like I said on our last episode, we're kind of in that lull where it's like, eh, like nothing's really special. But, you know, upcoming, we go to Bristol on the dirt and Talladega and Darlington. Yep. So things are going to pick up here pretty quick. Uh, Martin Truex Jr. wins at Phoenix. I think it was his first win at the track. Uh, Ryan Blaney was running well. One of my guys, Chase Elliott, did okay, uh, if you guys remember. This is the track that he won on last year to win the championship. Uh, got a speeding penalty. Got everybody was getting speeding penalties. Did you notice yeah. that at all? Yeah, I, 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 I've never. I don't. I couldn't really. I mean, like, and I wasn't listening to it actively. I was just watching it in the background. Um, but like, what? Why? Why so many? I've never seen so many. I don't know if like guys just set up their cars wrong, so the tachometer was off, or what it was. Yeah, everybody was getting speeding penalties. Wasn't the most exciting race. Kind of, you know, that's been the trend. Uh, but hopefully next week will be better. Sunday at Atlanta, always a fun track, a fast track. So we'll see how they do at Atlanta, and hopefully things start picking up here at NASCAR. Yeah, um, I, along with the whole Phoenix thing, I don't like it very much. Um, I'm I'm short track or super speedway. That's it. The, the mile and a half those little intermediary tracks, they just, they can't get up to top speed and they're not banking around those turns fast enough or hard enough for me to get too much enjoyment out of it. So it's, it's the two and a half milers and it's the fucking short fucking little mates that, that that's my wheelhouse when it comes to NASCAR. And I feel like that's a lot of people's opinion. Well, and you know what? That's fair. Cause that's where you're going to get the most action. Yeah. You, you get the big one and you get a lot of passing up there and, and fucking God, why am I, What's that fucking Tennessee town? Bristol. <laughs> Bristol. Jesus Christ. It was on the tip of my tongue since I started talking about the short tracks and I just <laughs> called them Tennessee little Tennessee town. <laughs> it is a little Tennessee town. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, wait, is the racetrack on the Virginia side or the Tennessee side? Tennessee. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, but next up is the moment you've all been waiting for the moment we've been waiting for since we started this podcast the week after the big 10 tournament got canceled march madness whatever it's fucking march this is march i've been watching so many march themed things i, I listened to john rostein's podcast like twice this past week uh the pardon my take every piece of march i can get in on i've gotten in on so far yeah, no, like I, oh god, I'm so excited. It's, it's, like I don't even have, I don't even have words for it. It's just like we've waited over a year. It's been two years since our last March Madness. Um, where Virginia won it, 
Who'd they even beat? Texas Tech? Yeah. They're that was fucking, a good year. Uh, yeah, it was a good year until I had fucking uh, – who was it? Who, who lost that? Um, oh, I had – I needed Auburn to beat Virginia in the Final Four or in the mm-hmm. Elite Eight or whatever it was to win my pool, and I didn't because that fucking stupid foul that they called on Auburn on Kyle Guy with the fucking three-point shot in the corner. That was the only sour part. I think during that tournament for me um, that I can remember, remember at least. Um, but yeah, it's been way too long. This is the first time in a long time I've been this excited for sports. Like football starting up was awesome, but no fans. Uh, March Madness is the one sport I think you don't really need fans for. I mean, like they add a bunch to it, but you don't really need them to be this excited. Right. Like guys are going to bring their own energy no matter what, because it's the championship. Like, not too worried about that. Yeah, it sucks, but like it's way better than the alternative. Yeah. A um, couple headlines for March. Um, the Badgers. Uh, <laughs> absolutely baffling to me, but they get um, an absolutely killer break. Um, they play as a nine seed against eight seed UNC um, and then potentially Baylor if we win that game in the next round. Um, I thought we were slated for seven or eight that that was my, I thought eight was the basement we can go to. We played well against um, Iowa in the big 10 tournament, um, even though we came away with a loss, but we beat Penn state in the tournament. I thought if we kept it close against Iowa, we'd get an eight seed. We get a nine. So we're not even in the top half of the seeds and we have to fucking play number eight eight seed unc in the first round the absolute worst matchup for us they are the leading offensive rebound team in the country guess what we don't do well rebound Uh, rebound yeah i couldn't have drawn we couldn't have drawn a worse matchup unless we were playing a top two seed and i saw a tweet today from evan flood that said um it's funny because I've been listening to a lot of UNC fans and they say the Badgers are the worst draw they could have had except for Virginia because the way we play the game of basketball, it's going to be a hell of a game. It's going to be dictated by pace. And I hate when the announcers say that before every single Badger game, but if the Badgers play at their pace, we're going to win. If they don't, we're going to lose. Yeah. I've talked to myself into being 100% confident that we're going to be UNC. <laughs> I know. It and just like, feels like I haven't, I haven't seen them win a tough game in so long. And that Penn State game doesn't count because we were up 18. But it's just every tough game we have, we lose. So it's just been it's been well, tougher for me as of late. Earlier, you know, you know what the big problem is? Huh? Is that I am so confident that we're going to beat UNC that now in my brackets, I'm like starting to think like, ooh, ooh. like I'm not going to a problem I'm, for Baylor. Right. Like I'm not going to pick the Badgers to beat Baylor. But do I want to send Baylor on a deep run? Because this is a tough Wisconsin team. Yep, <laughs> I've had like, that. Ah, I don't know. Yeah, if I've had I those talks with Final myself. Four team that early. Yeah, um, and I I do create one bracket every year where not necessarily the Badgers win, but um, I do have one that has them doing well. Uh, yeah, unless we somehow miraculously were like a sixteen seed. Yeah. I, I don't think I will ever not have the Badgers winning their first round game. Yeah. You know what? You know, the one time I haven't picked the Badgers to win the first round game, the Oregon game. Uh, no, I actually, it was the Ole Miss game with Marshall Henderson. 
Oh God. That that pissed me off so much. And I there was there was so much buzz around, oh, what 512 matchup is it gonna be that's gonna go down? And everyone was saying Ole Miss and or Ole Miss Wisconsin, and I knew it was true. I just went with it. That yeah. game sucked. Um, I remember watching that in geometry class freshman year of high school. Pretty sure. Anyway, um, tough break for the Badgers. Um the other storyline, well, the main storyline, I should say, is is Mark Few and Gonzaga finally going to win a national championship? They look like they're far and away the best team in the NCAA. They, I mean, you could throw Illinois up there. You could throw Baylor up there. But this team is special for Mark Few up there in Spokane. Um, I'm not sure if this is – I'm not sure if any year is their year. But if it's going to be a year, it would be this year, I think. <laughs> I know that was yeah, a lot of years thrown at you, but – well, and I mean, you, you got to like their bracket a lot, especially considering they beat the two, three, and four seeds earlier this year and beat them pretty walk. easily. Um, I saw their fucking – and I know the number one overall seed supposed to get the easiest bracket, but theirs is ten times easier than the rest of them. Yeah, I mean <sighs> – you can never say a team's a lock to go to the final four, but of all the one seeds, they would be the biggest embarrassment if Gonzaga does not make the final four. Oh, for sure. And this could totally be another Gonzaga year where they lose in the sweet 16 or the round of 32. And everyone's like, Oh yeah, it's Gonzaga. We should have seen this coming. Right. And my, my dumbass, I'm just going to, you, you want to hear who I picked in our head to head legit bracket? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I picked Gonzaga, and I know it's dumb. I know it's not going to happen, but, like, they're so good. There's Yeah, you have to fight yourself when you're filling out the bracket because you know Gonzaga's the best team in this tournament. It's the best team Mark Few has probably had as far as talent-wise, maybe not the teamwork and chemistry, but the talent is there. Um, it's it's just very hard to fight yourself and say, yes, Gonzaga's going to not fight yourself and say Gonzaga's going to win because you know it's bound to happen. Gonzaga's going to lose in a game they probably shouldn't. I'd, you want to know who I have? In the legit? In the legit. Yeah, I do. I do not have Gonzaga, but I have him playing in the championship against a team from the uh, Big Illinois. Ten that wears orange. Yep. Illinois. Yeah, uh, I, I, I can't. My, my I can't. thing – should we just go through our uh, – or I guess at the end we could maybe go through like our elite eight of our, our legit bracket. Yeah, we'll do that at the end. Um, You want to talk about Michigan? Because they are – they're struggling a little bit. Yeah, so the Michigan Wolverines looked like a very good basketball team for the vast majority of the year. However, uh, they got two really good players, one Hunter Dickinson, the freshman – and another uh, uh, Isaiah Livers, and Livers is now hurt. So yeah, sitting as a- the one seed, you lose one of your top two best players. Really, I know some people are saying he could come back for the end of the tournament, but realistically, you lost him for the entirety of the tournament. Already, a team that you know had got the Illinois beat the brakes off him earlier in the month. They lose to Michigan State. Uh, they lose to Ohio State in the Big Ten tournament. I'm not sure I really now trust They lost to Ohio Michigan. State in the regular season, didn't they, too? Or no? Yeah, I think in the regular season. I'm not really sure how much I trust this Michigan team as good as they've looked the whole year. Yeah, it's it's really tough because um, 
if you told me middle of middle of January to put a futures bet on a national champion, national champion, I would have chosen Michigan 100%. They looked like they couldn't be beat, and they weren't beat for a long time. They looked so good. But now with livers out and, and having to have the game on the line with Hunter Dickinson down in the post, who's a freshman, um, you got other great players on that team, but it's just like it's looked off with – with everything they've done in the past month. So we'll see what happens there. I really um, don't like their matchup against a possible Florida state one versus four in the sweet 16. If they get there, that looks like a terrible matchup for them. Florida state looks better than a four seed to me. Um, I, I started watching them uh, highlights of them and, and game stuff um, because I saw them get a four seed. I was like, the ACC is shit this year. How how are they getting a four seed? But then I started to look at their shit. They're pretty damn good at basketball. Uh, they lost to Georgia Tech in the finals of the ACC tournament. Tough break for them. Who knows if they would have even gotten there if if Virginia had to withdraw. But um, I don't like that matchup for Michigan. Um, and that, that leads into a uh, potential upsets. Um, I'm looking at the bracket right now. If we want to give one um, – upset game for each region are you good with that yeah i'm good with that all right um no seven ten or eight nines no no that's not an upset that's just that's just uh high major programs bad year against a fucking really good good major five (laughs) Yeah. yeah all right um we'll start out in the west gonzaga's bracket um and i and one thing to note is with how bad everybody is compared to Gonzaga in this, in this region. Um, and especially with recent one seeds, number one, overall seats, this is the bracket, or this is the region that usually has the most anarchy. I would say there, there's a lot of upsets in this, in this number one overall seed region. Um, and there's quite a few you can choose from here. I, I have on my real bracket, I think I have two upsets bigger than seven tens let me check real quick you got you want to list off your your upset first your your yeah, most uh, likely upset yeah i would say the most likely one i have is number 13 ohio beating number four virginia in the first round i know this is one that a lot of people are talking about so i don't necessarily think it's a hot take uh but virginia obviously coming off those COVID issues they don't get to travel to indianapolis until friday i think they play saturday which Granted, like that's what teams have been doing all year, but it's just, you know, a different atmosphere. You got to go play at a neutral site. And they're playing an Ohio team who is pretty good for a Mac basketball team. Yeah. Uh, they've been hot lately. You know, they got, uh, what's, what's his, what's that guy's name? Oh, God. Fuck if I know. Uh, let me look it up quick. Jason Preston. Is that his name? Yeah. The do it okay. all junior point guard yeah no he is very good at basketball obviously not you know good enough or i could have remembered his name (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, but yeah yeah jason preston very good basketball player i think ohio's got a good shot to knock off virginia in an upset yeah i like that pick um there this four five six and then 12 or 11 12 13 all those three games in a row um which are on the bracket in a row um all of them i could see being upsets um very likely that that at least two maybe i mean you have usc with mobley in the middle and, and he's insane but i think about whenever i think about a really dominant team um or 
a, a good team with a really dominant player was DeAndre Ayton at Arizona, and they lost in the first round to fucking, I think, Stephen F. or something like that. Um, so I'm going to take – I really like the winner of Wichita State Drake. I actually have them going um, – decently far whoever it is i don't really care because both those teams i think can beat usc i'm gonna i'm gonna take uc santa barbara a somewhat popular pick from what i've seen in in certain brackets um i don't like the way creighton's playing basketball right now they they made it to the uh finals of what what conference are they in the big east yeah they lost to uh georgetown georgetown in the big east final um there's something about it though i UC Santa Barbara puts up a lot of points. They play really well. They have a lot of transfers that came in um, in the past couple of years, high-level D1 transfers that have come in from Oregon and Oregon State. I really like this team. UC Santa Barbara is my my most likely upset in the first round of that, that West region. All right, uh, moving on to the East region where Michigan is the one seed, as we talked about. I really like Michigan State not only to come out of their playing game against UCLA, but I think they got a shot to knock off six seed BYU. I know BYU had Gonzaga on the ropes in the uh, whatever conference, the Western. Are they, are they WAC or are they WCC? I think WCC. I think so too. Either way, BYU had Gonzaga on the ropes at halftime in that championship game. So I know BYU's got a solid team. Michigan State, as bad of a start to the year as they had, they came on at the end of the season and beat some of the, I mean, some of the Big Ten's best, which are also some of the best in the country. I think Tom Izzo's kind of figuring out this team. And Tom Izzo does well in March, especially when he's not, you know, like the heavy favorite. Yeah, and and that's what I've um, come to have trouble with these past couple years. Um, especially as I'm getting more and more into college basketball. Um, I don't know when Coach Izzo's teams are going to make a deep run and when they're not. It's impossible to tell because some of these teams get hot and they're a seventh seed and they make Final Four, and sometimes they're a two seed and they lose the fucking Bimbo Town, Middle Tennessee or whatever it was. I have no idea what to think about this MSU team, but I'm actually going to take – yeah, I'd say – MSU UCLA winner is going to be the favorite to win their first round game. BYU. I mean, I'd say it's for lack of a better option because UNC Greensboro, I don't think has a chance against Florida state and all this love towards Georgetown. It's going to be a popular pick against Colorado. Colorado is going to come out as a winner in that one. So I'm going to say because of lack of a better pick, I'm taking the winner of MSU UCLA that one, but we'll move on. We'll move on to the, most exciting region if you're a Badger fan. Um, maybe not most exciting because you got to play UNC first round. The South region, Baylor is the one seed. Ohio State is the two seed and so on. Um, who you got in this one? Yeah, this one's tough. There's not a lot that I like. Uh, one team I'm going to pick, I'm going to go with Winthrop over five seed Villanova. Uh, it's more so about that Villanova, they lost their best player, uh, Gillespie, earlier. Haven't been playing the same without him. And, you know, anytime you get a mid-major that's been playing well in their conference all year and is coming in hot, I always think they got a shot to beat a reeling, uh, not necessarily not necessarily blue blood, but in general, you know, a more premier team. So I really like Winthrop to beat Villanova. Yeah, um, 
not to call you out on this, could you pronounce that name one more time? Is it is it Winthrop? No, no, I'm talking about the player name from Villanova. Is it not? Oh God, Gillespie. <laughs> you said Gillespie. Yeah, it's what is Gillespie? It? Oh no. <laughs> That was awesome. Uh, I had to mute my mic because I was laughing. <laughs> yeah, that's that's tough. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, for me, I hate Utah State. They're going to lose easily to Texas Tech. North Texas not going to be able to compete with the size of Purdue, so I'm taking Winthrop as well. Um, I do not think they will win, but they're the best option for the upset in that region. Um, a lot of people are liking on this Colgate team, um, but I – they score a lot of points, but they don't play defense. And I mean, it's going to be a, it's going to be a barn burner there. I'll, t- I'll take the over in that game, Arkansas versus Colgate, but I, I can't see them winning. Um, I was checking to see if there were any three fourteens that were on the radar at all. Not really for me, not at all. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people like this Moorhead state team, but we'll talk about that right now in the Midwest bracket, Illinois, the number one seed Houston, the number two seed, not very – I mean, like, I've seen a lot of people take upsets in this bracket, but I don't see it happening. Um, who do you got as the upset favorite? Yeah, if I had to pick one, I would probably say that Moorhead State game just because all the times I've watched West Virginia, they're kind of underwhelming. Uh, they've gone through some pretty bad stretches at times. So I'm not, I'm not confident about any upset in this bracket. Uh, but if I was going to go with one, I'd probably say that Moorhead State over West Virginia upset. Yeah. Um, a lot of people like Liberty. Um, I, I haven't seen many people pick them, but I, a lot of people like them. Um, I mean, they've made the tournament the past five years in a row out of their conference. They've gotten the automatic bid, which is insane. Um, people are liking this Oregon State after winning the Pac-12 tourney. Um, I really don't like them, although – Tennessee is missing that that power forward that got UFC elbowed in the face or the neck during the SEC tournament. I think he's still out. Um, a lot of people like Syracuse. Everyone likes Syracuse, no matter what seed they are in the NCAA tournament, because it's like, oh, they run a zone. Some teams don't know how to play against the zone. I don't know how they. I don't know how San Diego State's going to play against the zone, but San Diego State's a damn good basketball team, and I think West Virginia is too good. So who do I pick here? I guess I fucking pick. Syracuse, I mean, Syracuse is a boring pick, but I guess I'll take him. I have no idea what, I don't, I, I mean, in my breath, in my final, like real bracket right now, I do have Liberty winning, but I can't, I'm going to switch that up because Kate Cunningham isn't going to lose in the first round. I don't think he's played too well. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm definitely banking on Oklahoma state making a deep run with Cunningham, but you know, we'll see. Yeah. Um, that is upset favorites. Um, we're going to talk, uh, I think it was two weeks ago when we last recorded, um, we, we talked about making three different brackets. Um, one was a real bracket. One was a coin flip bracket and one was a mascot bracket. We have to hash out some rules right now. I've actually completed all three of mine, but I might have to change my mascot if we decide new rules. So real bracket, obviously try and beat the other person. We got that, um, coin flip bracket. Uh, I didn't flip my own coin. I, I let the computer do the coin flip. Is that all right? Yeah, I'm good with that. You want to hear my uh, final four for that? Because we can't change it after you do it. Yeah, I'm good with that. Um, my final four is Wichita State, 
or or Drake against Michigan and Baylor against Loyola Chicago. So I got two number one seeds in there. I was super pumped, but they were the two number one seeds that I didn't want because I think those are the two most likely to lose. Um, but I mean, you're off to a much be. better start than mine. <laughs> um, but my final four, Michigan and Baylor both lose. I have Wichita State or Drake beating Loyola Chicago in the final. That's my that's my coin flip. Sister Jean making another run, huh? Yeah, um, I I think this probably put me in hell, but I don't like that girl. Really? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like she got too much hype, and now we're going through this whole thing again where she's going on TV shows and, and Zoom meetings with everybody. Like, we got enough of Sister Jean the first time around, did we not? That is a bold take. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sister Jean, and whatever, but I, I'm I'm done with Sister Jean. <laughs> All right, we're just going to go on to my coin flip final four. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're taking the coin flip. All right, I have go. number seven seed Oregon, number 12 right. seed Georgetown. Mm. Uh, and then in the South Midwest matchup, I have 10 seeded Virginia Tech playing four seeded Oklahoma State. In the championship, I have Virginia Tech beating Oregon if you could have gotten Oklahoma State in the finals I would have said you have a decent chance because Kate Cunningham could just like end the tournament on his own will but yeah that's tough that's a tough look yeah when did you have um your one seeds getting out uh so we'll, we'll go look at I got Gonzaga losing in the sweet 16 which was nice to have them go decent length Michigan obviously for final four Baylor final four, and I have Illinois losing to Illinois or Loyola Chicago in the second round. I have uh, Baylor losing in the first round. I have Illinois losing in the first round. Did you do real or did you do computer? I did real coin. Okay. Uh, I did Michigan losing in the round of 32 to LSU, and I got Mm. Gonzaga making the sweet 16. Okay, so not two different i guess i have baylor in my final four and you don't so oh well um that was the coin flip bracket i'm excited to see how that one happens um because i mean i know there's a couple out there on espn that do them every year a couple people um just to see if you can beat a 50 50 chance of getting the thing right um so yeah it's always fun to watch and then obviously we got this mascot bracket coming up um so when i filled out my mascot bracket I chose based on at first I chose based on um, the cooler, like team nickname. But then I realized there's some nicknames that aren't the actual mascot, like North Texas. They're the mean green. What a badass nickname. But now do I have to switch because their mascot's an Eagle, but he like, which one do I go by? I thought we were doing it based on which mascot would win in a fight. Oh, well, wouldn't we have the same answers then? Well, potentially, unless, but. Well, I guess it's like black bear versus gorilla or polar bear versus gorilla again, but. Yeah, that makes. Because like you might think like a sooner is a cooler (laughs) name than a tiger, but like a tiger's kicking the shit out of a sooner. Yeah, so is it object? Okay, I guess they're both 
subjective. Um, so are we going who would kill who? That's Put what I thought arena. we were going to do. I- I'm down for that. Okay, then the only other stipulation we have is what do we do about weapons? Wait, before we get to weapons, the one problem I have is like if if we're playing Appalachian State versus Gonzaga in the first round, I don't want the Mountaineer to kill a dog. I was thinking, I mean, this would solve that problem. I was thinking we could just do all playing, all playing games. The plans are automatically losing. Okay. I mean, like, okay, that would I take out that. the UCLA Bruin, but like, yeah. Yeah, I get that. All right, so we're gonna do put the two in an arena. Who's gonna win? Do you want to hear my um final forge of the my subjective? What teams are the best names? Yeah, sure. All right. Um, Grand Canyon Antelopes came out of the um the top of the West region. Um, I had them beating UC Santa Barbara Gauchos in the Elite Eight. Mm-hmm. Um, in the South, I had um. North Texas Mean Green beating the Arkansas Razorbacks. Um, in the East, I had the St. Bonaventure Bonnies beating Texas Longhorns. I think Longhorns is like one of the top classic names you can have. Um, and then I had in the Midwest, I had Drexel Dragons losing to the Syracuse Orange. I had the Syracuse Orange winning it all over Grand Canyon um, because, I mean, I wish my – championship game would have been north texas mean green against syracuse orange i think color mascots are funny or color nicknames are funny and i chose them both two as my favorite i wish i could have had them playing in the championship but i couldn't okay so let's just let's just set this straight we're doing which mascot would win in a fight are we doing the mascot well, are so like for Alabama, are we doing an elephant or are we doing a wave? See, that's the kind of thing I was thrown off with with the mean green and the eagle for North Texas. Um I think I think we do um like what the actual like animal representation mascot is. If you saw a mask if you saw that team play, what is their mascot on the sidelines? Yeah. Okay, I like that. I like that. Um, and then, so then with of, weapons, do we want to do no weapons, but like a Spartan can wear armor? Um, I would say because, like, if we do weapons, Oklahoma State's probably going to win the whole damn thing. Yeah, I would say no projectiles. So you can have like a, a, a staff or like a, a bow or something. Yeah, but you can't. You can't have yeah. anything that shoots. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no projectiles allowed if you're a human mascot. Weapon. If you're a human mascot, uh, like if, yeah, it's like if there was a team that was like the, you know, I don't know, mountain gorillas, we can assume <laughs> that maybe they could throw a rock. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The mountain gorillas could throw rocks. Or like the sea otters could throw sea urchins. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So rules. It's who would kill each other in an arena. It is no projectiles and it is the mascot that would be on the sidelines for the game. But yeah, if it, if there's a debate, it's not like a human-sized golden eagle playing, it's it's a just a it's regular. an eagle. Yeah. Okay, I think we got that cleared out. 
I will yeah, adjust my that. bracket accordingly. And then <laughs> I, uh, I was sitting there for like 20 minutes trying to find everybody's uh, mascots on, on Google. Oh, yeah. And then before we go, do we just want to do our uh, Elite Eight of our legit brackets? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Let's get it going. Um, if we want to start out just like usual in the West. So uh, in the West, I have the Gonzaga Bulldogs beating the Oregon Ducks. I really like that matchup for Oregon in the second round against Iowa. I think that's one of the best teams or the worst teams that Iowa could have played in their region. Um, yeah, Oregon might make a run. Who knows? Um, I went I went chalk. I went Gonzaga, Iowa. I, I would like to state this. Um, all of these picks are subject to, taint, subject to change before uh, it locks in on Friday. Uh, because I still have no idea who I'm actually going to pick in these games. This is just my, this is my first draft, my rough draft. Of yeah, my no, I'm, I, I agree. Yeah. Um, over in the South, uh, actually we'll go, we'll go, we'll go East first with Michigan's bracket. Um, I have Alabama beating Florida state in the elite eight. I have the exact same. All right. Uh, yeah. I, I feel like, Everyone's targeting that 4-1 matchup for Michigan or Michigan Florida State. Um, it just seems so likely that Michigan's just going to blunder at some point, right? They're not good enough to make it all the way. Well, especially assuming they're not going to get livers back. Yeah, exactly. Um, up in the south, or I guess I should say down in the south, but it's up in the bracket. The south region, I have um, – the must bus Arkansas Razorbacks beating Baylor in the lead eight. I have the Baylor Bears beating the Ohio State Buckeyes. All right. I could see that happening. One versus two. Um, and then last of all, the Midwest. I'm assuming we, we got the same guy coming out the Midwest. You'd be surprised. Oh, okay. Uh, I went Illinois, West Virginia, and I got Illinois winning that game. See, this one was kind of the luxury of not doing this one in a pool, like knowing that it's head-to-head. Yep. I knew you loved Illinois. I do too. But I thought, like, if I want to beat him, something's got to give. Yep. I have Illinois losing to Oklahoma State in the Sweet 16. Ooh. I have Oklahoma State over the San Diego State Aztecs in the Elite Eight. Wow. Okay, so oh, yeah. we both we both obviously don't like Houston in this. They're not they're not a real two seed, um, but that's that's really surprising to see, um, and it's good strategy too because um, there there is you make certain brackets for certain situations in a pool. You're picking mostly favorites. You're not really fucking with too many upsets going too far, um, just because you got to compete against a bunch of people. But if it's one on one and you know what one guy likes one team, then then you can switch it up a little bit. I, I like. And everyone's, I, I guess I shouldn't say everyone, but a lot of people are talking, oh, you should only have one bracket. You should use it for everything. No, there's there's different circumstances for different brackets, 100%. Oh, absolutely. Like the, you know, when you see everyone who's posted on their snap story, like, hey, you want to do a bracket? I've been like, yeah, absolutely. You know, you, you pick one bracket for that. You pick one for this head-to-head, maybe if you're in with your buddies or something like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I will say um, I have been picking the same exact final score for each one of my brackets. 
um, except the mascot one. The mascot one, I chose 69 to 69 in the final because who the fuck cares? It's mascots. Um, but I have been t- picking the same 83 to 78 score. I don't think that score is actually going to hit, but um, we are doing a squares um, competition, I guess you'd call it, for the whole tournament. And my numbers are three and eight. So that's what I've, I've written down for everyone on my final scores, just for some good mojo. Hey, and best of luck to you. In, Appreciate uh, it. Are you in that in one? My, no. Uh, oh, okay. In my final four, I have. Oh, yeah. I forgot we were still going. <laughs> I have Gonzaga beating Alabama and Baylor beating Oklahoma State. In my championship, I have Gonzaga beating Baylor by a score of 81 to 76. Right. Yeah. I got Gonzaga beating Bama. I think that's going to be a very popular pick. I know a lot of people like Texas out of that East region, but I'm taking Gonzaga over Bama and I'm going Illinois over Arkansas for a 83 to 78 score, Illinois beating Gonzaga. There's just something about this Illinois team. And I, it's very unlikely that they actually win the whole thing, but I mean, obviously there's 68 teams in this tournament but there's something about this Illinois team and I know they're probably gonna disappoint me at some time after the sweet 16 but I can't see them losing in the first two rounds I'll take them all the way why not yeah hey, and you know what at the end of the day the best thing about this is like who cares because we just get to watch a shitload of basketball oh my god and this is going to be the first year where I'm actually like full-on betting um all the games because well not all the games obviously but like in the past i've had the ability to bet on march madness but it's been like oh i want to pay attention to my bracket i don't really like care about betting but now that i'm like into the world of gambling there's going to be a lot of money bet this weekend and next weekend i'm excited i'm super i'm so fucking pumped absolutely oh yeah it's gonna be a great couple weeks All right, we will um, come back to you with episode 42 after the uh, round of 32, obviously, next week. We'll get the next podcast up before the Sweet 16. I'm super pumped. Everyone, uh, I mean, obviously, me and Whitey are, I'm assuming everybody, everybody I see on Twitter is pumped for March Madness, mostly because I follow sports people, but also, we haven't had this in two years. Give us a break if you're, well, give your, who's giving us a break for having fun this month? Our anybody's girlfriends i don't know where i'm Maybe going with this that, that we don't have like yeah i'm trying to think for the common man i guess the common man doesn't have a girlfriend either yeah that's true <laughs> somebody got to give you a break for watching a billion hours of college basketball this week um find professors, out who that maybe. is say suck it because college yeah maybe professors i think they just had midterms though so i think they're good right yeah, they got, well, I, got, I got one. This, right, I we got can talk about that later. Week. All right, we'll see you guys next week with. Ah, that's tough. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys next week. Appreciate it.